This is the making of Smile Oasis. What's up, Jackie? How's it going? Going great. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing pretty good. Every time before we hit push record, I always say, what's up, Jackie? And you always sound like so upbeat and positive and happy. So I'm assuming everything's going fantastic. Yes. I mean, honestly, you just got to stay upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> That's my motto. But yes, everything is going good. That's good. That's wonderful. So then in this episode, we're going to be talking about your first week, how everything came along, how everything from that point on, you kind of started seeing, you know what I mean? You can kind of see like a little bit of a pattern, what's working, what's not. So, so far, before we jump into the first week, talk to me a little bit about what's been happening on this week so far for you. Yeah. So this week, um, just more ground marketing. I know you're like huge on ground marketing. Um, so more ground marketing. So whenever me and my team have downtime, we've been kind of like running with the idea of partnering with these apartment complexes and everything. That was pretty successful and had a pretty good ROI the first time around. We've been like reaching out to more apartments. So we went to two more this week and we actually scheduled more events. So that's really exciting. That's good. What events are they like throwing right now? Yeah. So every building's a little different and have different policies and everything, but you know, most of like the newer buildings have like a common area, like some sort of den for all their residents. Um, so we're basically just setting up shop and I'm doing complimentary dental consults. I mean, as much as you can without dental x-rays and everything, just talking about people's concerns, answering their questions. And of course, inviting them for an office tour and for an appointment with me. And also having an esthetician there to do complimentary express facials. People love that. I mean, they'll, they'll come by and peek their head in just to kind of see, oh, what's happening there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it was really successful the first time. We got quite a bit of um, dental patients from that. So I'm hoping to like build relationships with the community and like let people know, hey, we're here. And people who are ready to schedule, they go ahead and schedule. People who are not quite ready, we welcome them for tours as well. So yeah, when it that's I think that's brilliant. Uh, you said free facials or no? Yeah, but express facials. So we have people actually, you know, what happens is the apartment buildings, they actually blast it out to all their residents. So that's one great thing because it's kind of a little bit of edification and kind of social proofing that your leasing manager is already kind of blasting it to you. It's not just us coming in. So we make a flyer for each residence and they blast the event of what's going on and offer signups. Some people sign up beforehand. And of course, once we set up and have like the whole shebang going, people are like peeking their head in and they're like, let's sign up for a slot, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. What would you say is the percentage of people going to get the free express facials and the free dental consults? So like 50-50 or... No, what I found actually is that most people were drawn more to the facials, obviously, because it's beauty. And it's like, why not get a facial, right? Not everybody was immediately drawn to the free dental consoles, which was kind of expected, you know? You know, it's kind of a personal thing and people are protective over their mouths and everything. Um, but what I did find was that having the esthetician there, the people that got the facials ended up scheduling dental appointments. <laughs> so... The key was just not just doing the facial and letting go. Like I was out there like in my heels, like <laughs> talking to people, <laughs> just building relationships with them and like, you know, giving them information about us, but not being salesy, like finding out about them. Like, are they a student? Are they, are they a mom with a, with a two-year-old and connecting with them on 
those levels um, that were particular to them. And they're like, yeah, you know, I'm looking for a dentist. Let me just go ahead and schedule with you for me and my whole family. So. Wow. And so, we got a big return on that. That's great. That, so you would talk to them before the facials or after once they were done? Yeah, before and after. So just having that personal touch, because if you know me, you know, I'm going to like be speaking to somebody, you know, so just beforehand, like if they were waiting around, just get to know them a little bit, you know, tell them about us, you know, get to know them like, hey, yeah, you have social media, like look at our Instagram and stuff like that. Make sure you follow us, get updates. And they do. And then um, after their facials, just like, you know, talking to them, like, how was your experience? And um, just kind of, you know, kind of feeling the deal on that. Um, but I think probably what, what works the most is probably just connecting with them beforehand, you know? Yeah. No, that's really, if you don't mind me asking, the price for express, like, let's just say somebody came right uh, to your practice and then they're like, I just need an express facial or a dental consultation. What are the prices normally for that? Yeah. So I offer like complimentary dental consults, especially if a patient's going to get um, treatment done. We do have like specific fees for that. But honestly, it's like um, when it comes to like just getting a patient through the door, they want a consult for Invisalign or something. Sometimes I'll just say, okay, it's complimentary. And, you know, if they go through a treatment, then that's, you know, $5,800 on, on our schedule instead of, you know, <laughs> instead of uh, the $100 for the consult. So I find that sometimes offering a free consult kind of just helps um, in terms of like breaking that initial barrier because who wouldn't want to come to a free consult, right? Yeah. Um, we technically have these for it, but, you know, I offer it depending on like gauging your patients, you know? And then also for the express facials, I believe they're around like $39, like the, the express ones. And the standard ones are more like we have a membership plan for dental. We have a membership plan for the um, spa services. But I believe that our standard like facials um, with possible chemical peel and microdermabrasion may be around 130 or something like that. Wow. I know. For, and I've tested this. Everybody listening, I tested this. Like I asked my wife, I was like, if our dentists offered, like their practice offered free fa or facials, right? Because we don't, you know, we're fee first. I mean, like I am out of pocket, right? I pay. Mm -hmm. So She's like, oh, a thousand percent. I would go all the time. I'd be there uh, every day. Like, I'd be like, free facial. I got to do this monthly. Is there a membership plan that we can do this monthly? Man, Jackie's on to something here, you know? So, Maybe. That's, I think that's fantastic that you guys got, um, you know what I mean? The esthetician doing the express facial. And when it comes to the apartment complexes, where do you feel like you're getting your flow now? Like, because I know at the beginning you felt like it was like, okay, we're, we're seeing some trial and error. What do you feel like now we're, we're kind of, not doing this, but we're doing more of this other thing now. Yeah. So I felt, I mean, we're still not crazy busy. You know, some people have like thousands of patients. I'm not there yet, but I appreciate the patients I have. And then the, the key for us is just providing a really great experience for them. So we can hopefully get some internal referrals and keep them coming back. So, so far, knock on wood, our patients have been kind of sticking with us. Um, but so far, I find that the apartment complexes have been great. We actually also did an event that was similar at a bar studio, which is kind of like a kind of like a Pilates studio. <laughs> that was good. Probably a little bit less successful just because it's a smaller studio. So there weren't as many people that came through. So I would say the potential for ROI was less on that. But the apartments, I think I will continue to do for sure. Um, I did do Google ads when I first opened, but I've heard from some people that, you know, you really have to like, put a lot of money into the Google ads to actually like show up and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. Still don't 100% you know, understand it all. But what I was telling you before is I'm getting um, an SEO guy who's going to help me with that and help me with the marketing. Hopefully that will be good as well. But so far, I think ground marketing has been great. I've also done some Facebook ads. And, you know, as you know, I, we post on social media like every day. So, <laughs> so yeah. people have seen us on social media. That's good. So then let me ask you, in the long run or in the future, if we're looking at it, obviously you're going to be a lot busier. How do you see the ground marketing keeping up, going to like the events or just going out to apartments initially, finding them, right? Hopefully right now you can like, you know what I mean? Like just go to as many apartments as you can, build that rapport that way, like in the next couple of months, you can just go to the event. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Um, I think obviously as we get busier, we're not going to be able to do some of that. So I'm really grateful that I can do that now because honestly, I think it's really fun just to kind of build relationships. It's not really just about marketing for me. And I think that we'll continue them. We don't do them right now during patient hours. Um, I don't know if I told you, but I'm only open three days a week. We open Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays right now. So um, when we have downtime, we'll do that. Um, but as far as the events, I'm trying to schedule them on like Mondays when I'm not in patient care days and things like that. So it doesn't interfere with patient care. and We can kind of still build on our schedule for the three days that we're here and do those things on like maybe a Monday or a Friday. Gotcha. Has, are the event, have you noticed like, okay, if I schedule it on Monday, we, got, we saw much better results than like on a Friday or something like that or no? No, I actually haven't. I mean, a couple of the events we have coming up, they requested like Friday. So I guess we'll see how a Friday works. The other events we've done have been like a Tuesday or Wednesday and we still got a great turnout. And I think it's because a lot of people work from home now. I don't know if that would have worked pre-pandemic, but since a lot of people are working from home, they could easily just come down for their slot. And that's great for us because it helps us to identify like who's working from home. They can actually take like daytime appointments at the office. That's true. I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? Like the actual Mm -hmm. people. Wow. Okay. So then when it comes to the them coming down and the apartments and everything like that and people signing up, have you seen anybody? I mean, like what's the, I guess, return rate on it for you? Everybody who signs up shows up or what? Yeah, so I, I'm not that great with numbers, but what I will tell you is that it was pretty successful. So probably from that, say the one event we did where we had maybe like, probably like 10 people on the list for that day, I would say at least 75% of them scheduled an appointment and everyone who scheduled followed through and became patients. Um, and some people we invited for the office tours and they loved it. And then a couple of those people who, you know, came to the office tours actually scheduled later on. You know, people are at different points when you need them. They might may not be ready to say yes right away, but just being casual with it and saying, yeah, come by, you know, have a LaCroix with us and like, you know, some tea, some coffee and just chat with us and see our office. That helped to convert people who weren't quite ready. But honestly, I would say most of the people we did the, the facials and our dental screenings on, they came for appointments. So, so it was actually really great. Yeah, because when you're doing the dental screenings, it's just like, there, like, I mean, like, you're just, you're, you're not like, uh, you know what I mean? Like doing x-rays or anything like that, are you? No, it was yeah. just more of like a, a private console. And of course, that's why I invite them to the office for like a more in-depth console. Mm-hmm. But for instance, like, um, and we take them to a more private area to the side because I'm asking personal questions. Um, and I just brought all my mirrors and stuff with me and um, just ask them. Like, for instance, they may have a tooth that has a recession or they may have an area that's a little sensitive. And me talking about what could be the causes of that. And talking about the, you know, the um, etiology of it and what kind of things we can do to help them and inviting them for an appointment. So 
everyone I saw for dental consults definitely made appointments to come in and they, and they did follow through as well. I like that. So then, Jackie, how outgoing was you say someone has to be? What, what was scary to you at the beginning of all this? And what was easy for you when you had to go to these apartments or actually do everything? Yeah. So um, I think you kind of have to be a little outgoing to do something like that. Like me, it scares me. <laughs> it kind of scares me. But some, somehow I do well in social settings like that, even though I'm scared behind the scenes. Um, but you have to be able to like have an organic conversation. If you're super shy and maybe don't want to talk to people, then that's probably not the scene for you. But if you have a team member who's super outgoing or likes to talk and genuinely connect with people, then that team member, you may want to put them at the forefront of it. Even if you're not that type of person, you know, there's no right and wrong. But as long as someone on your team can feel comfortable just having an organic conversation and just like genuinely interested in talking to people and giving them information about your practice, then I think um, it will work very good. It doesn't have to be you. That's good. Do you guys have planned more besides apartments? Do you guys plan have uh, other locations to go visit or not? Yeah, yeah. I actually have been um, going to like the gyms and stuff because I know you you had a um, podcast and a market podcast about that how someone has found great success in that. So I definitely wanted to give that a try. We did the bar class, but I've also um, been in touch with our local like 24-hour fitness and a couple other gyms in the area. And 24-hour fitness, actually, he was super excited. He was like, yeah, I would love for you guys to come. And they actually do like a monthly block party at 24-hour <laughs> fitness. And he's like, there's gonna be like 300 people here. And he was like, you can definitely have a table there and do your do your thing, you know, so... Yeah. Um, so he invited us to that. That's at the end of the month. Um, so hopefully that will be great. So as far as the ground marketing, it's been mostly the apartments, which I love nearby and, um, also schools as well, in addition to the gyms. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I don't think a lot of people realize that, that gyms like corporate gyms have a ton of events happening and they're monthly. They're consistent. They're like, oh yeah. Like LA fitness has like member appreciation day at least once or twice a month. Block party for 24-hour fitness. So it's a lot of things we can take advantage of, you know? Absolutely. So I encourage you guys, if you're listening, like, just reach out. You know, there's no harm in just stopping by. And actually, a lot of the gyms would just love to have people come, you know, especially if, like, you kind of tell them, like, you know, it's for, like, member appreciation, stuff like that. Maybe you just have giveaways and just something to kind of give back to their members and you phrase it that way. And I think they'll be super excited. Awesome. So then... That's with the marketing and everything like that. How are things coming along with you and your team? Good, yeah. So we have a great group of girls. You know, I'm always advocating for them. <laughs> Still figuring out systems and everything like that, but everyone's getting the hang of it. And um, it's getting a little bit smoother as we go. Yeah. What systems are you still trying to figure out? Just everything. I think we call open dental at least once a day. <laughs> That's like... Yeah. Just because, you know, I think at my last associateship, it was a different program. I don't even remember what it is now. But and then, you know, a lot of the girls, Open Dental is like brand new to them. I have I think I've used Open Dental years ago. But again, it's kind of like, you know, just getting back into it again. So um, just like little things We're like, oh, let's call them. And then we hung up with them. I'm like, OK, let's call them back. We need to know this. Things are getting smoother, though, for sure. That's good. How how many how long have you been open for for? About. Yeah, so we've been open for about a month. It was the first week of February um, that we opened. Wow. Okay. So then, would you know by any chance, like your just for the month, like P and L or your what you what you're making? Uh, oh, I haven't done the P and L yet. I'm working on that right now, though. <laughs> I can probably <laughs> let you know soon. 
Okay, no worries, no worries. But do you feel like, I mean, what is your break-even point right now? Like as far as when it comes to your profits? Uh, break-even point in terms of like, you know, our, like a month expenses and everything. Uh-huh. So, you know, we have payroll, we have, I probably have, have to have a spreadsheet in front of me, but we have payroll, we have the rent. I think our rent is about 4,800, something like that. 4,800, then we have payroll. I can probably get a spreadsheet and go over with you, but I have not had those numbers on hand right now. <laughs> okay, no worries. But do you have like a specific amount where you're like, okay, if we, if we hit 10,000 this month, I know we're over or no? I don't. I haven't worked that long. <laughs> I know we did more than we we more than broke even last month. I know that for sure, but I don't know the exact numbers of what that number is. I can definitely get it for you though. <laughs> nice. So, uh, I mean, if you know like you more than broke even, then that means like, are you taking anything home yet already, or no? You're just reinvesting it all back. Yeah, I'm not paying myself now. Actually, we did pretty good for the first month because we closed like um some nice like crown cases like you know, some um, bigger cases. There's a couple of Invisalign cases that we have people find out for the membership. So we did okay for the first month. Um, I was really happy with it, especially, you know, given that it was our first month. But I'm not paying myself now more out of, um, just because I don't want to. <laughs> I have to talk to an accountant and kind of see what, when I'm supposed to pay myself and how much I'm supposed to pay myself. Because as you know, I don't know all these things, but how much you pay yourself, when you pay yourself, all that stuff kind of matters and some some ways to do it are better than others. So I just have to talk to them about that. Gotcha, gotcha. I could pay myself if I wanted to, though. Yeah, yeah. no, 100%. Uh-huh. I think that's that's smart to like, you know what I mean? Talk to somebody and be like, hey, you know, where can we <laughs> yeah. get you know, as far as. Yeah. No, but okay. So then in the first week, was it the first week that your employee quit or no? No, it was not. It was after almost a, a month or something like that. So it was just trial and error trying to get someone, you know, who didn't have experience to, to give them the opportunity and, and kind of try it out. Honestly, as you know, that dental assistant actually applied to the front office and we're like, oh, what's your personality? You'd be great for this, um, which she was, had a great personality for it. But, you know, it's a hard job. Yeah. So yeah. definitely it's not for everyone. And that's that's totally fine. No. Yeah. That, she's going to be a- in a great position for what she wants. You know what I mean? Like another. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer in that. And I believe that like every like opportunity in life is for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And, you know, knowing these girls and knowing their aspirations for what they want to do. I knew, I, I know they're not going to have them all forever, um, which is kind of a bummer because they know they're great and all. But they have aspirations. A lot of people are interested in like nursing and stuff. But, you know, their aspirations, their final point wasn't to be a dental assistant or a desk receptionist. So I definitely understand that. And, um, you know, everything in life teaches you um, lessons and you learn things and you grow from them. So absolutely grateful that I had uh, my assistant during that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's kind of like cover all that, like the first month more than anything. So what, I mean, I know from the beginning when you first started it, when you weren't even open, you know, we we see a lot of things and we're like, oh my gosh, I got to get this. I got to get that. Mm-hmm. So today, what have you seen play a bigger role than you thought? And what have you seen play not as big of a role as than you thought? I don't know. I would say probably, I mean, morning huddles are more important than I thought because like staying on track. And even if we're not super busy right now, just even the patients that we have, if we want to give um, them the experience that they want or we feel like they deserve, then we have to be super prepared for them. So honestly, morning huddles are even more important than I thought they would be. 
and then just keeping the office together. People notice everything, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. <laughs> making sure our ducks are in a row and um, that everything is in place for our patients, for sure. When it comes to people noticing everything, what shocked you where you're like, oh my gosh, you notice that? No, no, what, it's not like the patients notice, but like sometimes like we'll notice. So like, for instance, like I'll have a team member like, oh yeah, there's a piece of dust somewhere. And I'm like, oh yeah, patient can really notice that. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh my God, like little things like, oh, you know, there's no paper towels in, in this area. And I'm like, okay. So we got to remember so many little uh, components all the time. That's something I wasn't necessarily, um, that's not my forte. So we got, we got people assigned to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. With the morning huddles, how have you like refined that from day one with your team to now? Yeah, so I mean, really also just training uh, my front office to kind of um, kind of take the reins on that. You know, she's been doing excellent with it. You know, when we first started, it was just like, oh, this patient's coming in because she didn't know. Um, but it's like this patient's coming in, that patient's coming in, that patient's coming in. We, we didn't have a clear direction. But now we discuss in morning huddle, okay, the patient is a returning patient. Um, what exactly have we done so far? What exactly, what direction are we heading for? You know, is our goal to do same day treatment conversion today? Is our goal to have them scheduled for our next appointment? What is our goal with this patient today? Do they have any special requirements or any special inquiries or anything like that? Or if there's a new patient discussing their preferences, their music preferences, their what they didn't like about their previous dental office. So we can kind of tailor their experience. And, and also so we're just prepared as a team. So everything looks kind of smooth to our patients, at least, even if we're like rocky behind the scenes, you know? <laughs> yeah. So the morning huddles aren't so much more like, this is what we got to make today to make our goal for collections. And th- it's more like focused around the patient then. Well, because I believe that if we start, money is important. Let's just say that. But I believe that if we start first with tailoring the, the patient's experiences and making their, you know, experience as best as it can be, the money will come and the patients have been returning. But now, like in the beginning, um, we didn't discuss that because I didn't want to overwhelm them. But now we definitely discuss finances. We do discuss finances at the beginning of the day because it's important for the team to know how much it's going to cost to operate. You know, how much it costs, like salaries, how much it costs rent, how much it costs, you know, they have to know those things um, to understand the value of what we're doing. Um, so we definitely bring that up in Morning Huddle now. So I'm happy you mentioned that. And also at the end of day, I go over with the front office, like our, our daily reports. How much should we make today? What is our goal for this week? What is our goal for tomorrow? So we have definitely been talking about those daily numbers. In addition to our whiteboards, our whiteboards more so say, okay, how many crowns would we like to do? How many ortho cases would we like to do this month? Things like that. How, how do you bring that up in the morning? How do you bring up financials during the morning? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually don't do it myself. I have the front office do it because I want to give them that element of, you know, this is your, this is your territory. You kind of, you know, you have this, you know, and she just brings it up. This is how much we're, we're doing for the day. Um, and we celebrate where our wins are. And if, if we're lower than we expected, and then we look for areas of opportunity. So, you know, they know that if a new patient calls in with an emergency or toothache, we offer them to come in right away, you know, because that's a chance for same-day conversion. Um, also, if a patient has like pending treatment and they're on the schedule for one thing, we look for opportunities for conversion for, for other things. So it's really a great time not to say, oh my gosh, we only made this much today, you know, Pow, pow, everybody, you know, uh, <laughs> not that um, more so to discuss, OK, how can we improve? What can we do um, to improve our schedule? if We're not quite there. 
And if we do have those great days, which we do, um, then we celebrate, you know, as a team. Gotcha. So does your team have specific, I guess, like, well, they have goals, but like individual goals? Yeah, I say um, our team has people have daily goals and daily checklists for um, their specific job roles and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like our financial goals and everything, those are kind of common goals for the team. So we kind of all do our part to to work our way towards that goal. I mean, honestly, if a patient doesn't need something, we're not going to promote it. But if, you know, being able to identify, training them to identify what patient needs are, having those conversations with our patients, um, offering services like whitening and fluoride and things like that to our patients and being able to explain how they could benefit from that, that definitely helps with overall production as well. Um, One thing we've implemented um, recently is PerioProtect, which is, you know, has been great for our patients who have periodontal issues. Um, So our patients with periodontal issues, we definitely talk to them about our in-house membership for perio. And we also um, talk about PerioProtect in addition to the scaling and root planning. So that's that's been greatly received so far by our patients. Nice. That's really, really good. So then what for you has not played as big of a role as you thought it was going to play or as maybe you might have heard people talking about it in some specific groups or anything like that. What do you feel like? Oh, that, that, that didn't do much. Yeah. I don't feel like people care about prices and insurance as much as we think they do. And I feel like I have this huge fear and part of me still is fearful, you know, it's nature. Um, so we are in network with a couple of plans now because we're working on credentialing and everything. But I was so scared to like open and not be on insurance because I was like, oh, man, nobody, nobody's going to come to when I tell them my price. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I go to the groups and people are like, yeah, you need to be on these plans. You know, people are not going to like the prices. And I got scared, you know. And then I see these other people who are like fee for service or out of network and they're killing it. So I'm like, you know what? Let me like be an optimist. Like I'm going to, you know, try to fight the fear. But. I actually found that people don't care about as much as you think. Like the insurances are great to get on a few because um, it's in effect kind of like marketing for you, right? You show up on the list and it helps with those insurance driven patients and it's a little bit like marketing, but people actually haven't really cared that much about that, you know? And I was told, oh, lower your fees. You're just starting out. And um, people have not had a problem with the fees because we offer third-party financing. We offer... um, membership plans, which gives discounts to patients who don't have insurance. And people have really actually been okay with that because, you know, I think we've kind of tailored their experiences and we kind of um, believe in our value and we're trying to instill that in our patients. Like, so they can see value in it, but definitely people being scared of pricing and being scared of you being out of network has not been as big of an issue as I thought it would be. That's good. That's super good to know. Like, cause I know a lot of people you know, we kind of fear of dropping an insurance, you know what I mean? Or anything like that. And of course. Yeah. We don't know if it's, yeah. we should. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard game to play, you know? It's like, we know insurances are kind of crazy, but, you know, I want to be on a few because that's in the back of my head. And it would be great to have, you know, obviously, you know, a full house. But I also, um, I was pleasantly surprised that our patients, like, did not care as much. And honestly, like a whole conversation for another day, but being on less plans and maybe seeing a little bit less patients, but coming home with the same amount, you know, that's like a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's real. So, so doing this, realizing this, I mean, before realizing this, were you like, oh, I'm going to be on a lot of uh, insurance plans, but now you're like, maybe not anymore. Maybe I'm going to be on like on one or two. 
or a couple? You know, you know, I was really torn. I was really torn because I really wanted out of network practice, not necessarily fee for service, but maybe out of network, you know, so people, people can still have benefits and things that they can utilize. You know, I really want that part of me, though, (laughs) has still had that fear that you need to be on some just to get instead of having like three, four patients a day, even though, you know, they pay full price and everything, maybe I can have eight a day. And, you know, even if the insurance is um, not paying me quite my fees, I mean, 60% is better than 100% of nothing, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So part of me is like, let me get on some plans for the meantime, build my reputation, you know, have my name get out there with those patients who have those plans. And in the future, I definitely want to start slowly, um, dropping the ones that I'm on. But in terms of credentialing, we're not credentialing with all of them. Um, we kind of worked it out with the um, PPO profits to kind of consult with them on what the best ones are for us. So we're going to start with a few. And then at some point in the future, we want to drop them one by one. Gotcha. Do you know when um, is PPO profits still working on that? Yeah, they're working on it. They give us like updates every two weeks. Um, so we're actually in network with a couple plans right now, which is which is great. I was really happy to see that today. Because it's always nice to tell somebody, yes, we do take your plan. But they're, they're definitely working on it for us. Um, it takes time, you know. We're going through umbrella companies for most of it. So it's going to take a little bit longer. But um, that's the name of the game. Yeah. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So then when it comes to your membership plan, did you design that on your own or you went with like a, a company? I designed it on my own. I actually... Um, consult with some of my other dental friends and stuff like that who have membership plans. I know everyone does it a little bit different, but we have a standard one for adults. We have um, one for perio patients and we have one for children. And um, Open Dental has been great with that. If So if anyone is using Open Dental, Open Dental can actually create the member uh, fee schedule for you. So we have a, I think it's a 15% discount on um, procedures as a part of our membership plan. So Open Dental actually creates a code for your plan that the patient's signing up for, and then it automatically discounts all the procedures based on um, how you set it up. Oh, awesome. So then it's 15%, like, break it down to me really quick. What does the adult plan look like? Yeah, let me pull it up for you. And then children, right? Uh-huh. So I have adult, peril, and children. Everyone's plans are a little bit different. Some doctors use, like, a monthly payment plan as a, um, a way to do it, which I think is brilliant because... If someone sees $29 a month, they're like, okay, sure. It's like a gym membership, not even, you know? Yeah. So it's a no-brainer. But ours is like pay up front. But sometimes we do break it down to them. Oh, yeah, it's about $30 a month, $29 a month. All right. So our in-office plan. So we call it Club Smile. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> and um, so we said dental care made affordable, no deductibles, um, no maximums, no waiting periods, nothing like that, right? And the adult plan is $349 per year. And it covers your two routine cleanings um, and exams. You'll get free oral cancer screenings, of course, and a free necessary x-rays. So x-rays that come with your exam and everything. Um, and that's for a healthy mouth cleaning. We do get two fluoride treatments a year and one emergency exam a year. And you get 15% off of your dental treatment. For Invisalign, you get $500 off. Uh-huh. Do you feel like that's been like a, a catalyst? Like that's the main thing? Or not the main, but like that's one of the things that people are like, oh, talk to me about this, the $500 off. Absolutely. For patients who are interested in Invisalign, we, we definitely tell them that. Surprisingly, a lot, and that's another thing I didn't realize, a lot of people don't have dental insurance. So a lot of people, I don't know 
maybe why we attract them. I'm not sure, but I mean, it's great. So <laughs> we attract a lot of people who maybe don't have insurance for dental. Um, and I don't know how common that actually is, but, you know, letting them know that we have a membership plan has been great. And we got a lot of people to kind of convert for the membership plans who don't have insurance. Not, so this one involves facials too or no? No, the, we have a membership plan for the facials. That's separate. Uh, I believe the membership plan for the facial has three different tiers. And I believe the basic tier is about 69 a month. They save a significant amount on their facials. Is there any plan where you can combine both of these or no? No, I try to, I don't want to get too convoluted because it, it's already a little bit weird to have, <laughs> <laughs> you know, spa services at the dental office. People may get a little, you know, it's a, it's a little bit convoluted if you try to include it everywhere. So First, social media, we actually have it separated, like for marketing purposes, so people are not confused. Um, we have the main dental stuff, which sometimes will feature the spa stuff, but then we have a spa smile oasis page where we do most of the facial stuff and, and all that. So that when people go to you for whatever reason, they're seeing a lot of what they are going there looking for, you know? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know. So who, you run both of them or no? We assign to the team members, so they kind of, you know, have their own responsibilities um, for running them and everything. But yeah, I definitely don't want to have like root canals next to a facial. So it's like a little convoluted. <laughs> so we do like the dental stuff on the main page. Um, and then we do the spa stuff on another page because people who are interested in beauty are going to want to just see like the spa stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So the membership plan is pretty. How many people do you normally get like signing up for that? I guess in a week or in a month. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I would say, honestly, for every 10 patients we have that don't have insurance, probably six of them or seven of them have been signing up for the plans. People have really liked it. For the perio plan, you know, it, it's more per year. I think it's like $549. It includes 15% off their gum therapy. It includes their perio maintenance visits and checkups at that time, oral cancer screenings, x-rays and an emergency exam as well. So they get 15% of all their gum therapy. They also get 15% off their Perio Protect, 15% off any dental treatment, and the same discount for Invisalign as well. That's fantastic. Wow. Okay, so that's good. And then I know you mentioned um, also third-party financing. Do, who do you use for that? Yeah, so right now we are using um, Verity, and we're also using Lending Point. And um, I was looking into like a couple others. I've heard of um, some others, like in just the dental chats and stuff that I wanted to kind of give a try. Um, I've heard of Sunbit and like, I've also seen some ads for Cherry. So I might, I might give a couple more a try. For out of Verity and Lending Point, which one do you feel like you lean on more? Probably I would say Verity because Lending Point, um, their merchant fees are actually really, really good. But for some reason, it might be us, but it's been glitching a lot. So sometimes it says it, it doesn't allow us to complete it. Um, so Verity is great because their merchant fees, they're not, they're not bad, um, but they've been great because if a patient, for instance, like can't qualify for something like care credit, because care credit has like a pretty high requirement for like credit score and everything. Even though people make mistakes in their life, that things happen where it can affect their credit score, it doesn't mean that they won't pay you or anything like that. Um, so for those patients who maybe don't qualify for something like care credit, Verity um, has lower requirements so they can get financing with them. And if they can't qualify for that, then Verity actually has like something like a guarantee. So what happens is a little bit non-traditional, but what they do is they 
take monthly payments from your patient, right, towards the course of the treatment. And instead of getting paid in one lump sum, they pay you monthly for that treatment. So you can set the stage, hey, I'm willing to take that payment over six months. But Verity gives you that payment over six months, regardless to whether the patient defaults or not. So, so for treatment, it might be like, okay, I'll get that $2,000 broken up into a couple payments, you know, six months time. I won't get it all at once, but it's better than a patient leaving without the treatment they need and without being able to afford it, you know? Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like that a lot. From Yeah, I do like that. And I, and I actually didn't know that that existed before they, before they told us. So that's pretty good. Yeah. No, awesome. Awesome. So Jackie, what's next? Yeah, so um, just <laughs> rolling with punches, just getting, getting together. Um, ideas for marketing, ideas for getting patients through these doors, uh, working on getting on a couple more plans for insurance. Um, but honestly, um, just events to, to get us out there. Events to get us out there, more social media because I find it fun. And um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Just keep going. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And guys, we're running up on our last episodes coming up in this season. So Make sure you reach out to Jackie, reach out to her and let her know, like, you know, how anything that she said maybe might have moved you, inspired you or anything like that. But at the same time, if you want to pick her brain um, about any of these episodes or any of these seasons, or, I mean, yeah, any of the seasons or the episodes, then please feel free to do so. Um, please do. Yeah, yeah. It's been really, really uh, fun. But at the same time, we can kind of see, right? Like, I don't know. Do you let me ask you, Jackie, do you listen to your episodes or no? I do. Okay. See, I'm crazy at that. <laughs> <laughs> Does your husband listen? Does he, is he like, what are you saying? Or no? No, no, no. Uh, but I have so much fun talking with you, Michael, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. But like, the, you kind of realize, right, while, while you're listening, you're like, oh, I realized a struggle now. Or you realize something about yourself. You know what I mean? You, yeah, definitely. It's always a part. It's like, honestly, it's like constant growth. Um, you know, you make mistakes and you keep moving forward and learning from yourself, learning from other people. So honestly, I just really hope that, you know, my experience, if anyone's listening, is helping you. Um, and if you guys have maybe gone through it or you have a startup, if you have any advice for me, you know, I am all ears. It is just a process of learning from construction to like once you're open. Um, so I'm so open to any suggestions that you guys have for me. But if any of you have any questions, then please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Awesome. Awesome. So, guys, you can reach out to Jackie. All her contact information is in the show notes below. And Jackie, sign us out. You're listening to the Making of Smile Oasis. <laughs>